Welcome to Understandable Solutions, the podcast where we discuss business and current events, those important issues that impact our world. Our goal is that you walk away with at least one nugget of useful and thought-provoking information to make your day. Here's your host, Jeff Newkirk. Today on the Understandable Solutions podcast, I have business coach extraordinaire, Mr. Robert Osborne. Now, Robert's been on the podcast before, and Robert, it's great to have you back. So just to remind the folks, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and what you're doing. Okay, well, thank you for having me, Jeff. I had a blast the first time. Hopefully, we'll have the same amount of fun today. Absolutely. It's all about fun, Robert. You bet. Uh, just to give your, the listeners a little bit of recap, I'm a, I own a franchise called The Growth Coach, and it's one-to-one coaching workshops, and I've added a new tool to my toolbox, if you will. I do something called the Results Focus Group. Whoa, wait. Results Focus Group. Now, let's talk about that. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's a peer accountability group of four business professionals or business owners who come together with a focus that's unique to them. They hold each other accountable. They give each other advice. I facilitate the group and provide coaching moments and learning moments along the way. It lasts six weeks, and you can you know continue through the program or do you know six weeks at a time. It kind of gives you a blueprint for success. So that that sounds pretty cool because in a group setting keeping each other accountable. That's important. And, you know, sometimes people need that. And so that it do your participants put pressure on each other? Like, you know, Hey, Robert, I didn't notice uh, you didn't show up uh, today. I mean, you were here physically, but you know, where's your work? I mean, does that kind of stuff happen? Uh, Not at first, you know, the first couple of weeks, they're kind of feeling each other out and trying to be, to play nice, if you will. So nobody's calling each other out. No, no. Okay. But as they get more involved in the program, they do start asking the tougher questions, as you would expect, and that's really what it's all about. That's um, cool. And it's a less intimidating environment, you know, you know, as opposed to being with one-on-one with a coach or with a mentor. You know, it's a little less intimidating coming from a peer, if you will. Um, but like I said, the first couple of weeks, they're they're playing nice, feeling each other out, but it gets more intense as we get deeper into the program. Yeah, and, and I'm sure you bring a lot of uh, useful information. You know, they're learning a lot of stuff from you that they need to, to help uh, with their business. So I, I guess give us uh, an example of, like, what, uh, what what could they walk out of their learning from you? Well, for example, I mean, one of them would be it's a blueprint for success in terms of how you focus, how you attack a problem uh, from start to finish. It's also a blueprint on other things than, than life. We focus on the spiritual part of your business, the family part of your business. Uh, that's, that's important. I mean, that, that's an element that does not always show up, you know, in somebody's approach to, to running their business. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people are always searching for the proverbial work-life balance. This is a mechanism to help them achieve that. They build their own personal scorecard. Um, that scorecard can be anything from family to spouse to children to church to health, wellness, business, income. They build their own scorecard. They hold themselves accountable, and they grade themselves. And as a group, we collectively say, you know, you're you're in the yellow. Let's talk about that. If you're in the red, how'd you get in the red, and how do you get yourself out of the red? So red, bad, yellow, okay, green, green good? Green, good. Okay. Kind of like stoplights. Okay. Okay, and we always want to be in the green. That's what we aspire to be, but you know, truthfully, life happens. So you're gonna you're gonna 
go in and out of yellow and green. And and the one thing I've learned in my short time doing the group that red's going to happen. So, you know, I try to give them grace, saying, "Look, you had a bad week. Let's just learn from it and move on." Yeah. So don't beat yourself up on it. Good. Good. Well, that sounds like a great program you got going. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and it's pretty enlightening for the people. You know, the self-discovery that they, the journey they go on, and then their peers kind of see the growth of the people in the group, and it, it's a nice kind of general way to enter the world of coaching, if you will. Yeah, nice, nice. So tell us a little bit about your background, though. How did you get to this point? Because you've got a wealth of experience. I mean, you've got a lot of tools in the toolbox, Robert. Yeah, I started my career in oil and gas for, I won't mention my name, but a large service company uh, on the New York Stock Exchange, 80,000 employees, multi-billion dollar company. Um, started at the lower level, selling to drilling rigs. And then have they ever had an oil spill? Say again? Have they ever had an oil spill? No, they have not. Okay. <laughs> uh, they they work on the server side. They provide tools to the people that could, gotcha. have, an oil, okay. could have an oil spill. Um so I worked at various jobs from field sales to supervisor to city sales to regional manager. All along the way, you know, you learn valuable lessons on how to sell to clients, how to interact with people, how to train people, how to coach people. I traveled all over the country, so you saw different cultures, different backgrounds. You know, selling products in Midland, Texas is a lot different than selling products in Houston. Uh, selling products in California is different than in Denver. So or Chicago. All- Chicago, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so you learn about different people. You know, I, I called on people who were from all over the world. So there were language barriers, cultural barriers. So all these things you learn, you just kind of put in your memory bank. Uh, interacting with people, supervising people, you know, every day is a journey. You know, everybody has a problem or an issue that, you know, on that given day is important to them and important to the world. So you have to learn to navigate your way through those waters. So all that experience. Something tells me that you did an excellent job at navigating those waters. Uh, I got better over time. Uh, you, you have just such a, a calming influence on people. Yeah, I, I kind of like to think that's my superpower. I'm, I'm sort of even keel. You know, I, I, sort of even keel? I, I've never seen you. I mean, I haven't known you that long, but over the last couple of years, I've never seen you get excited, like, you know, angry. Yeah, there's probably some truth to that. Um, Which is probably good. You have, your blood pressure is probably pretty low. Yeah, it is. But you, you know, being a parent and a, you know, a coach in sports and you know working for a company like that, being erratic in behavior just doesn't lend itself to be very productive. You know, getting mad is not going to solve the problem. Any, well, that's true. Any that's quicker, true. you know. So you have a lot of experience, oil, gas. Uh, coaching people, helping them with leadership, helping them grow in their in their jobs. Tell us what is like one of the craziest experiences you had in oil and gas, traveling around the country, uh, meeting different people, and you draw on that experience today. One of the craziest things you experiences you've had. And don't tell me you haven't had any because I know you have. Yeah, I'm trying to. Figure out which like, one. Like which one? Yeah, which, which <laughs> one would be uh, right for this audience? Let me think about this a second. It, it, it's a pretty broad audience, so we and we can handle it. Yeah. I guess the the hardest thing for me to learn when I first started, I was calling on drilling rigs. Were you know I was in my twenties, and most people in the rigs were in their fifties. 
they weren't educated by colleges, some of them not even by high school, but they were bright people, just didn't have the opportunity to go to advance the career. So they were, let's, let's use the word crude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you um, used, used the word crude in oil and gas. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Kind of a play on words there. <laughs> so, you know, on paper, I was a college-educated, inexperienced guy, so there was a, a barrier that went up. Um, every conversation was, where'd you go to school, and you think you know everything. So it took not only days but months to overcome that barrier and just realize, you know, I don't know anything about your industry. I'm, you know, I'm very new to this field, so you know more than I do. So, you know, it could have went one of two ways. I could have just said, look, I'm smarter than you. I know everything, and this is what I do, and take it or leave it. But I took the route, and it was the right route, of being very humble, trying to understand, ask questions, and, and trying to build a relationship with these guys. Um, and it was the right course of action. Did it take me a little longer to become successful? Yeah, it did. But over time, it taught me a lot about how to interact with people of all ages, all all shapes and sizes. All different backgrounds. Correct. You know, th- that's so important because, in, and especially I think in, in today's world when we don't see people in leadership positions or management positions, I should say, exhibiting what uh, we call uh, a high emotional intelligence. And when there's low emotional intelligence, uh, people get braggadocious, right? And that whole humility thing is absent. And hu- humility is so important when you want to lead and influence people positively. And I think it resonates with folks when they know, you know, you're just trying to learn about them, learn uh, what, how you can help them. And I, I just think that your approach is, is exactly that. You know, you have that humility. And I think people just automatically uh, feel comfortable with you. Yeah, I'm, you know, I think it's true. I mean, and it's not an act, it's who I am. You know, I'm a very humble person. Uh, no, it's definitely not an act. Yeah, you're, you're, you're legit. Yeah, I'm very humble, but super, super smart. And I'm, you know, I'm pretty quiet by nature. People say, are you shy? And I'm like, no, I'm not shy. I'm just quiet. Uh, I, I look at being quiet as an observer. And really, that kind of serves me well in what I do as a coach. It'd be very easy for me to come in and tell Jeff, you need to do this, this, and this, and, and hand you a bill and then walk out. But it's not very Well, they're not, you know, if you, if you came in and said, Jeff, this is what you're bad at, and this is what you have to do to improve, I'd be like, whoa, that's a little harsh, right? I mean, I might not be the, that good, but, you know, just don't come in and just start criticizing, right? Right. So it's a lot of observe observation, adjusting, observation, adjusting. You know, I'm a big believer in, you know, talking something through, observing, seeing what happens, and adjust accordingly. Um, you know, in school, when you have a conversation, you see what, what becomes positive. You, you, you try to re- duplicate or repeat it. If you say something and you get a negative reaction, chances are you won't do that again. It's no different now. You just right. talk and adjust, talk and adjust. So take us back to one of those uh, situations. You're in your 20s. You came uh, into a, uh, whether it's an office or where, wherever you did your your business, and you had to deal with a couple of 50 year old guys. Been around the block a few times, and they're like, "Robert, man, get the hell out!" So, what, what, like, walk us through that. One of you, one of your craziest or most challenging experiences. Okay. Well, um, 
I used to sell drill bits, you know, actually drill the rock into a, on the drilling rigs. So I had to, they wanted to uh, have somebody with our company go out on the floor and watch the product go in the hole and actually give them suggestions on how to run it. Well, I'd been with the company about a month. I really wasn't even sure what a drilling rig was, much less how to run our product and make it successful. But they didn't have anybody else, so they said, Robert, you need to go do this. So I went out there while the company man was looking at me, and he knew, he could tell I was scared or nervous or both or whatever. And he, he said, what are you doing out here? And I said, well, they want me to help you, you know, get this product started. He's like, well, how many times have you done it? I said, including this one? He was like, yeah. I said, one. <laughs> and, and what did he say? And he said, well, why are you out here? And I'm like. Because I got to get the one. <laughs> I said, because they asked me to. He's like, well, I don't need you, son. I've been doing this for 20 years. And I said, I understand that. I said, but would you mind if I stayed anyway? And he's like, why? I said, because I want to learn. And from that point forward, he was my best friend. Wow, that's perfect. So I spent three days on that rig just learning and being Mr. Humble. And it was probably the best thing you know I could have done. Yeah. And being Mr. Humble comes so naturally for you, you know, which is, I think, a very, very significant strength that you bring to the table. You know, I try to, you know, use humility and then throw in some humor that's, you know, just appropriate at the right time. And it sort of tends to relax people. Yeah. So if you you put a smile on the face, you know, 50% of the battles won. You bet. You bet. So now give our listeners a chance to learn about Robert Osborne outside of coaching. Like what, what do you do for fun? You know, and I know you got a lot, a lot of uh, hobbies and, you know, so what, what are you, what do you do for fun? Well, probably the most relaxing thing I do is I like to play around in the kitchen. Cook. Cook. Robert Osborne, the chef. Let's hear it. What what are your favorite dishes? Well, I make, you know, I'm from Louisiana, so a lot of things are slanted that way naturally. Um, Spicy? Well, let's just call it flavorful. Cajun? Cajun. But did you say flavorful? Flavorful. (laughs) Okay. There's a misconception. Flavorful where you, when you eat it, it puts beads of sweat on your forehead? No, I'm not. I'm not real big into the spice. I mean, okay, all right. I, I mean, I like spices, but not hot spices. Okay. Uh, let's see. One of the things I do is a Parmesan crusted tilapia. Okay, that sounds good. Over fettuccine noodles. Wow. So okay. It's pretty. Um, I can do any kind of thing that you put over rice, like etouffee, gumbo, uh, coupons. So, hold on. Etouffee is what? It's like a. Kind of a tomato-based stew. And I'm totally showing my ignorance here, but I really don't know what etouffee is, so. It's a, it's a shrimp stew, if you will, that you put okay. over rice. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Always always good. <laughs> uh, you know, jambalayas, anything that, you know, with a Louisiana twist I can do, I can also do. Um... Who knew that Coach Robert Osborne is also a chef cooking up jambalaya? That's awesome. And it all started... Early when I was married, my wife was cooking and I would get frustrated with her because she would cook, put everything on the stove at the same time. You know, something took an hour to cook and something took 10 minutes and they were all done at the same time. Or she'd start them at the same time. So half of them were cold, half of them weren't. I'm like, why are you doing that? And she officially turned the apron over to me. (laughs) Good for her. She was like, okay, you don't like it, you do it. (laughs) From that day forward, I, I never really cooked before. So it's been a 20 year, you know, learning learning experience but it's been fun i enjoy it that's awesome 
So the holidays are right around the corner. And what is going to be on the menu at the Osborne home? Well, it all starts with fried turkey, naturally. Fried turkey. Sounds good. And then, you know, I have four kids with significant others, so everybody gets to pick a side dish. So you'll have eight side dishes? Pretty much. Sweet. What, what You know what they're going to be? Well, one of them will be something called rice dressing. If you okay. Know what that is. Some nope. people call it dirty rice up north. But it's, I still don't know what that is. It's rice mixed in with meat. Okay. So it's instead of a cornbread dressing, it's called rice dressing. Sounds good. Okay. What else? We'll have mashed potatoes for someone. Um, we'll have snap beans. Snap beans? Green snap okay. beans. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Homemade cream corn. Oh, yeah. That sounds good. Then uh, I'll usually make a squash pecan casserole. That sounds really good. It's real good. And then... You know, somebody will want some certain type of bread, and we'll do that. And then somebody will ask for some kind of dessert for my wife, generally. Bread pudding or, or some kind of brownies or something like that. Oh, man. And is, is this just for, like, Thanksgiving, or are you going to do this for Christmas? And, uh, I mean, are there other days throughout that are going to be big eating days in the Osborne home? Well, Sunday's kind of our big day. Okay. Uh, I'm going to cook something pretty big, and whoever's around eats, and then we Sort of eat off of it for a day or two. That's great. <laughs> As you know, being a business owner, you kind of, your days and nights kind of run together. So it's nice to have something to warm up, you know, yeah. there when you get in at whatever time. Yeah, we really don't have balance, right? No. You were talking about that earlier, but we don't, we don't really know what that is from our own personal uh, work and, and I, life. <laughs> I do very hard to practice what I preach, but it gets... As a it's tough, it's right? Tough. It's I mean, there's you got so much to do during the day. And uh, getting everything done and scheduling it out and, and maintaining structure, it's hard. The one thing I tell people, I said being a coach is we're not infallible. And we you know, we have some of the same issues as everyone else does. I said the one thing that I do is I probably re- recognize it sooner than the average person. And I, you know, I address it or, or snap myself out of it, if you will. Well, and, you know, order to be the very best coach or consultant we can be, we all have to be coached, right? I have two coaches that I work with, and and they help me be the best that I can be, and I always improve. So I'm always getting better for my clients, and I, I, I know you're the same. That's the only way we can grow. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I have a corporate coach that, you know, I run things by and say this is kind of what I want to do. And, you know, they, they'll ask the questions that I would ask, you know, you or anybody. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing that? What's the benefit? Is it impactful? Have you thought about doing this way? You know, yeah. yeah. We, we need help just like everybody else. Of course. All right. So outside of cooking, what does uh, Chef Osborne like to do? This was kind of out of necessity. I mean, you know, as a homeowner and a father, you, you know, you do a lot of yard work. Um, so as part of that, I started doing Do you enjoy the yard work, though? I mean, is that like a, a hobby? More or less, yeah. I mean, it's therapeutic. Yeah. It, it provides exercise. It provides a lot of time to uh, to think about a lot of things. Yeah, I, I agree. It's that it's an opportunity for you to. It's sort of the, the the mindless, if you will. At least for me, it was mindless. I didn't really think really hard about you know, when I was cutting the grass or planting flowers or whatever. But it's a time where you can think through what's going on at work or in personal life, and nobody's going to bother you, mm-hmm. right? I mean, a lot of times I'll put headsets on and I don't have anything, anything planned, but it's just a signal I don't want to be bothered. 
you know. So right. I would, I'd mow the grass, we'd eat, plant flowers, whatever, and it was just, like you said, time to... So how come it. whenever I see you, you put on headphones? Just, co- <laughs> just coincidence. <laughs> I mean, hey, there's new Kirk, don't bother me. Yeah. <laughs> I have a portable set, it's like, what, what? I'll, I'll call you right back. <laughs> I, I just enjoy things that are sort of beneficial, you know, to what I need to do um, yeah. along the way. But, you know, plant flowers was just something it, it kind of scratches that creative itch. Yeah. You know, because I like to build it from scratch. You know, right. From tearing up the grass to putting the stones to, you know, making the shapes and, you know, kind of creating something. So it kind of scratches that creative itch. That's awesome. So now as we get ready through the for the holidays and and through christmas and new years and into 2022 what are your thoughts on what is what does 2022 look like for you so if a client is like man robert I, i'm just, i'm pretty stressed about next year um what are you going to tell them well the first thing i would ask them is you know what what's causing the stress you know, let's let's just get that out out on the table. Um, you know, is it work? Is it life? Is it both? Is it pandemic? Pandemic. You know, let's get what these things that are causing stress and see. You know, are they real? Are they perceived? Or are they a combination of both? Some people will take something really small and just let it get the best of them. Sometimes, and then it has a tendency to snowball, right? Correct. Lose perspective. So I'll try to get try to bring the tables uh, the issues out on the table, and then from there. We build a plan, you know, if it's something that we physically can change, we'll build a, a change plan, if you will. If not, some of it's just, is this really an issue? You talk about the ledge, so to speak. Yeah. But, um, you know, I'm to the point now where the pandemic is what it is. It's going to be a way of life for the foreseeable future. We can no longer use that as a crutch. It's time to move forward. Either deal with it, create a workaround, or do something else. But Don't say pivot. <laughs> no, I will not. That is, that is an overused term. Right. But it, it's time. You know, people are still using it as a crutch in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, and it's time to move forward. We. It really is. It really is. And and I think there are going to be parts of our economy that will not come back um, because of the pandemic. But it doesn't mean that we can't get back to life as sort of normal as we as we knew it. Um, we might have to make some adjustments in our personal life and business, but we got to move forward. We we have to move forward. And having a plan for 2022, whatever that looks like to you is your, is your in your business or personal life, I think will help, right? I mean, it sort of a, helps alleviate that stress and uncertainty if you plan it out a bit. Kind of my motto for 2022 is, you know, everybody sort of comes into the uh... – year with new year's resolutions well i want to kind of take a step back and call it a new month resolution oh i like that let's just create a a word every month that's going to kind of build us you know i'm kind of focused on two things health and wealth if it's not affecting my health in a positive way or my wealth in a positive way then how important is it really boy that's that is really important uh health and wealth your own health doesn't matter how rich you are a poor, tired businessman is—he's not going to run a successful business for very long, right? You know, so those are the two things that are going to drive me moving forward, um, and I'm going to try to create a word or something that propels me into those things. And that's not to say I'm not going to spend time with family and 
spiritually that's not what this is about but this is just you know my business i need to focus on my health and my wealth perfect perfect so health and wealth anything else for uh 2022 no i just want to try to to get this new results focus group as a complimentary piece of my business not as a separate business but as Mm -hmm. part of my business another tool in the toolbox right yep i don't want to you know i'm trying to avoid saying i have this business and this business you know the growth coach is all one business and I have all these tools to help you, you know, achieve your goals. Yeah. And if it's perfect, you know, I don't want to, I want to get away from two separate businesses. Mm-hmm. Very good. And you are the real deal. I mean, when people come and work with you, they're getting truly a humble, but super smart individual who knows what they're talking about. And they're going to walk away smarter because of knowing you and working with you. Well, I appreciate that. It's a kind words coming from a, a guy like you. Well, I, I truly believe that. And and Robert, it is great having you on the podcast again. And I know you're going to come back again in the future. We have a great time. It's a good conversation. Tell us how anybody can get in touch with you and, and learn a little bit more about you. I would, I'm on all social media platforms, but I would encourage you to interact with my website, uh, www.growthcoachspringtexas.com. That's GrowthCoachSpringTexas.com. And is Texas spelled out? T-X. Oh, T-X. Okay. GrowthCoachSpringTexas.com. Got it. And then I'm on LinkedIn under, under my personal name and Facebook. So, Again, Jeff, thank you so much. Hey, no, thank you. It's been a, a pleasure having you, and we we'll look forward to having you come back. We hope you have a great, great holiday season. The very best to you and your family. I appreciate it. And to all the listeners, uh, happy holidays and take care. Absolutely. And to all you listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to the Understandable Solutions podcast. Like with every episode, I want you to get at least one nugget, one nugget, hopefully more, but at least one that is going to help your life right away. And I want to know what that is. Email me. Tell me. Let me know. You can email me at jeff at understandablesolutions.com. And let me know what that one nugget is. So thanks for tuning in. I hope today was a great day. I hope tomorrow will be even better. Peace, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Understandable Solutions. We hope we met our goal. And remember, that was for you to walk away with at least one nugget of useful and thought-provoking information to make your day. And tell us what that is. We want to know. Be sure to review us favorably on your favorite podcast platform. 